Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast, number 116. I'm your host, Brian. I call it like I see it, and what I don't see, I make up. Joining me this evening, Ian. When did we become Fox News? <laughs> and Sean. The dinosaurs are still in existence, and I have four living in my house. And the masturbating bike rider herself, Terry. What I'm about to describe in the masturbation moment is my opinion and does not reflect the opinions of my co-hosts, employer, family, friends, local bike shop, bike manufacturer, bike mechanics, cycling clubs, racing teams, or other cyclists. What about the local dairy council? Or the local dairy council. Okay, good. <laughs> How is everybody this evening? Great. Not good. bad. You're all right. All right. Fine, but not neato, maybe? Or fine, but Moderately not dandy. Moderately neato. Fine, but not dandy. <laughs> Moderate. Moderately neato. All right. Well, hey, guys, I have a, a couple of questions. I, you know, I, I don't feel like the audience knows us well enough. And so I want to let the audience get to know our, my co-hosts a little bit better. So I have come up with five questions for you. And uh, so uh, if you're ready, okay. if you were a serial killer, what would be your weapon of choice? Kicks. Rolling pin. The ser- if, if I'm killing a serial kicks is the one that I remember being so nasty as a kid that I couldn't stand it at all. So. I'm pretty sure that would have to. Okay. And and Terry's saying rolling pin? Yeah, but I like Ian's answer better. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is going to be religious indoctrination. <laughs> and Mac? I would strangle people with a cordless phone. <laughs> nice. Excellent. I like it. If you were stranded on a desert island and you had a Kindle with a dead battery, what book would you want on that Kindle knowing you could never read it? <laughs> the Bible. The Bible. Okay. War and peace, because you know that would hold the Kindle down to the down on the sand. Right. Keep it. <laughs> keep it in place. Yep. Yep. Uh, Plus, I, if I, I had war and peace, I could get a fire started. Well, I was thinking an old-fastened phone book would be good for you. An old-fashioned phone book. Excellent. Uh, it's funny because um, I, I asked that question of of my oldest daughter and my uh, and my wife, and they both said the Bible as well. <laughs> nice. I think that that's a good one. I also, I but I think I, I think I like War and Peace. Uh, all right, War and Peace, Warren Buffett, whatever. Okay, Jay Z or the Fresh Prince? Jay Z? Are you kidding me, Jay Z? <laughs> well, the Fresh Prince has had a better movie career. It's yeah, he you know he still puts out albums, but they're probably not as big. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, gonna, I suppose it depends for what. I didn't Isn't give... the Fresh Prince a Scientologist? No, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, DJ Jazzy Jazz. Jazzy Jazz. And the Fresh Prince. I thought the Fresh Prince. Prince was Will Smith. No, the Will Fresh Smith. Prince is Will yes. Smith. Will yeah. Smith. Jazzy Jeff was Jazzy Jeff. And I think Will Smith is a Scientologist. Uh, I'm going to Google it. I'll Google okay, it. Okay, you Google it. <laughs> wow, that may change my answer if, uh, if, uh, you could uh, you could completely destroy everything for me here. And the answer about the atom albums not being as big anymore, none of the albums are as big anymore. Now they're on compact discs, so they're about like like a fourth the size. You know, and the fact of the matter is, is that they all are about the same amount of bits when we're done, right? That's true. I guess it depends on how thoroughly you break the compact disc and as to how many <laughs> bits it makes. Oh, I, I suppose that's true. How do you measure kilobits that way, though? Are we going back to a serial killer question then? <laughs> <laughs> There's controversy about Will Smith's Scientology. There's a lot of people think he's a Scientologist, but they uh, haven't come out openly as Scientology people. 
I think yeah. that's a requirement of Scientology is that you come out openly as being. I would think so too. I think yeah. that's part of their whole reason that they want to get celebrities is to help promote the organization. So if they're being quiet yeah. about it and coy, they're uh, not exactly uh, doing what Hubbard would have wanted. You know, there's a there's a as a side note here, there was a comic over the over the weekend who was talking about Scientology. He says, you know, if they had taken the strategy that Hubbard created Scientology with. And you applied that to the Occupy movement, it would still be happening. <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask for final answers here. DJ, Jay-Z, or the Fresh Prince? Ian. Do I have to pick one? Yes, you have to pick one. There's well, not a I, choice here. The Fresh Prince actually is richer, so I'll hang out with him. Ah, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I loved it. I'm going Fresh Prince until I find out he's a Scientologist, and then I go Jay-Z. And Mac? Uh, LL Cool J. Okay, that's okay. I'll accept that answer. If you were prey... What animal would you want to be eaten by? A dinosaur. Dinosaur. Love it. Ian? Um, a 21-year-old woman. <laughs> nice. Mac? It's not a fair question because I am being eaten slowly by a parrot. And and you're his prey. You're, you're going to feed him for prey. the next... Okay. All right. Okay. Final question, people. Butter or olive oil? And we're Butter. not talking about cooking. Butter. 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 I feel that question somewhat marginal, marginalizes me. Ooh, <laughs> marginal. <laughs> I would you know go, you can get butter mixed with olive oil now. Ah, yeah, you can. Yeah, so, and since we're not talking about cooking, I'm going to go avocado oil because Max set the precedent that you didn't have to answer inside the question's bounds. That's my bid for the presidency. <laughs> All right, well, guys, thank you. I'm sure that people know so much more about us now. I'm sure that they're they're just... <sighs> Whew, you guys got our, through it too. Yeah, I our bet listener, you were... our listeners so excited now to know this much more about us. Exactly, right? They didn't already know that I was glib and smug. Well, they know now. Hey, these questions were real pointed too. I mean, they were well thought out. <laughs> <laughs> if I do say so myself. <laughs> no, you are saying so yourself. Hey, can I give a quick shout out to the Tour de Cure supporters? So I. Yeah. I rode I rode the Tour de Cure for diabetes, uh, Metric Century, sixty two miles. It was a great ride, super fun, and um, yeah, I raised over three hundred dollars, and our team raised like seventy eight hundred. So thanks to everyone who contributed to that. Cool. I still have diabetes. It didn't work. Yeah, sorry. Come bike ride with me. That'll help. No, then I would have diabetes and bad knees. <laughs> hey, <laughs> and that's good, you know that's a good question. Wait, are are, are I know that running creates bad knees is it bad knees are also are they also a problem with bike riding uh they were when i was bike riding if the bikes fit correctly you can adjust you can make a lot of adjustments that mitigate that but i do physical therapy because i have bad knees to um, strengthen the muscles around my knees hmm. okay yeah all right well it's time for the masturbation moment The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. Ooh, so uh, first we're going to do Naked Ladies. Yes. Uh, <laughs> The Militant Baker is a blog by this uh, heavyset woman about fat acceptance and body diversity. And she worked with a photographer to do this exposed project where uh, women showed up and took their clothes off and had their pictures taken. And it's 
uh, a, a wide spectrum of different body types and different skin colors and different ages. So it's just beautiful women with impartial or full states of undress. And I think being exposed to a variety of body types um, is good for all of us. It makes us all more accepting of diversity. Click through and look through the pictures. They're gorgeous pictures. There's there's some really attractive women in there. The question that my mind came up with is, obviously they didn't provide underwear, but it looks like they asked everybody to wear black underwear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw a gallery from 2013 where they were all wearing white underwear. Yeah, they, that's probably pretty common it, because when you're doing these kinds of photo shoots, you want to you want a particular style. So they probably uh, certain uniformity, I suppose. Yeah. 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 No, I this one is interesting. This one lady who's showing her the scars under her breast. So yes. either she's had either she has implants currently or she has had them removed. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no way to really tell with the way she's holding them. But I thought that was uh, um, I, I can appreciate that. Yeah, I thought that was – yeah, that was cool. There's a woman in a wheelchair. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Um, kind of concerned about the, the woman with the baby because she doesn't have the baby wearing a black diaper. So it kind of mm, destroys the whole well, theme. Destroys. The baby didn't look too happy to be there. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's he's inches from two two forward sources. Yeah, he's just – he's trying to just be patient there for a second while she gets her picture taken and then he'll be happy. <laughs> what about the woman with super short hair? Uh, below the baby woman. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, she's not. She's not my type, but she's not unattractive. Right. So um, pre-show, Brian had some really good points about um, how the media makes women feel uncomfortable about our bodies and body shaming and all the photoshopping. And so, what I love about this is there's no photoshopping. It's just these women rocking it. No, I I really appreciate that. You know. I have a problem with all of the photoshopping that goes on in these photo shoots and unrealistic looking women in photos because women don't actually look like those photos. And I, I think it's, uh, it's funny. I don't worry about much, but I do worry about body, about inappropriate body images for my children. I, I don't want them to grow up thinking that women look a certain way. And so that's why I really appreciate this is that there are so many different body types in here. Did we you show this? About, you were talking about the uh, the dresses that the fashion models wear and how they're designed for a certain body type. Well, that's the other thing is that so these you know they they have these runway models and these they're designing outfits to look than these people. And even when you see clothing in in even you know your your uh, your average magazines, I, I, I'm trying to think. Even I don't know if Target is 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 that bad, but you know even um, those clothing are designed to look good on a certain body type and if you're not that body type it's never going to look the same on you it may look fine right but i think sometimes the if it's designed to look good on a certain body type sometimes it looks awkward on a different body type and i think that that's unfortunate that that the way that clothing is being designed as well mm -hmm. now here's an interesting interesting just a cross point here clothing is being designed for women who are ultra thin right have you looked at silverware lately at where Silverware, um, or portion silverware. control. Uh, yeah. Silverware and plates are larger. Oh, that's than true. ever yeah. right yeah. now. Um, ten years ago, you could get a normal size spoon in a in a pack of silverware. Now, the spoon that you get as a teaspoon would have been, you know, would have been called a soup spoon or a tablespoon in the times past. Okay, sure. So we're 
feeding people fatter, but we're making them want to look thinner. Well, the, there's another problem with um, portion sizing. Mm-hmm. The the average portion size that a person eats is two or three times what is on uh, on these boxes and labeling. So there's a push to to adjust that in labeling, you know, and, and to be more realistic about what people are eating and how many calories they're getting. Sure. But, um, you know, I, Terry, I think you were going to ask me if I've showed this to my kids. Yeah. Did you show this to your daughters? I, I have not. And and I probably will. Um, I, I mean, there's no reason why I wouldn't because I, I, these are the kinds of discussions I like to have with my kids. I showed it to my five-year-old daughter. Yeah, sure. But that's exposing your kids to nudity and sexuality. I know. Well, that's a that's another problem in and of itself, I'm sure. And that's a big topic for next week. Yeah, exactly, for, na- next for our podcast. next show. Yeah. So, so I, I was going to say, I just want to bring up one controversial point. Um, so uh, in the comment thread, and I sort of almost kind of agree with this, uh, someone brought up the point that, yes, all women should feel good about themselves, and yes, we shouldn't discriminate, and yes, we should treat each other nicely no matter what they look like. However, is glamorizing some of these women who are at the more heavy end of the spectrum, who are likely to be less healthy, is glamorizing that, is that in a way um, uh, making normalizing unhealthy body in the same way that um, normalizing anorexia would be or normalizing super thin women would be? You know what I mean? Does it work that way at the other end of the spectrum? Healthy is very much an individual thing. The problem with the way that we have the EMI and some of the and, and some of these ideas of what the ideal weight is and what's healthy and what's not is that it's not true. And a, a large person can be just as healthy as a skinnier person. It's all about your personal metabolism and, and what's going on inside of you. So it's important to have that conversation with your doctor as to whether or not you actually have a problem with your current weight. And so, so measures a, of that would be like what lipid profile that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, that kind of stuff. You know what? And so, yeah, because just because you're large doesn't mean you're unhealthy. And right. this is and this is a big problem that we have is that we we associate weight and health. We, we make a direct correlation there, and it doesn't exist. And I was actually reading some articles. In fact, I, I don't know that we did we. I don't know if we talked about it. Maybe we'll have to go back and find that information where it shows. That um, weight was not a good determining factor as to, um, you know, even diabetes. Well, just anecdotally, I know two like pro level athletes who register as obese because of their muscle mass. You know, there you they're go. They're, super healthy. But exactly, there is a, a really good point there too. So I I don't particularly have a problem with this. And the other thing that we have to recognize is that in a, our current society today, we have a. a well, they, what they call an obesity uh, epidemic, right? We have a lot of people that are at heavier weights. And I think it's important to recognize that those people are out there and they are the majority of us and that we shouldn't be shaming people for the way that they look. It's an individual choice. It's something that they have to decide what they're comfortable with. Or it's not a choice. Or, or it's, or, okay, exactly. I, I'll agree with that. Maybe it's not a choice. Maybe, right. you know, there's certain reasons that they, you know, that they Genetics. can't lose weight or everything. And it's yeah. not in, the problem is, and, and humans are big judging machines, right? We're going to judge everybody whether we want to or not. But the fact of the matter is, is that it's inappropriate for me to look at somebody, look at their weight and make a judgment about them. Yeah. And, and, and so discriminate. We, and discriminate. Right, right. Exactly. And it's the discrimination point. I think that's really the problem because, like I say, we can't help our judgment, but we can, but we can control our discrimination te- tendencies. And so it's important to, to start showing people 
you know, that these are these are OK body types and that we shouldn't discriminate against them. So, yes, I think it's important to, to do exactly what's going on here. Um, one thing I just flashed on, I haven't shown this to my son, not because I don't want to, but just because it ha- my daughter happened to be home when I was looking at it and he wasn't. I'm going to make a point of showing him this, too. Yeah, I haven't I shown it. I haven't shown it to my son either. Yeah, well, I think it's important for boys to see this, too. I don't have a son currently, but I'll work on it. <laughs> you work it. Get on that. Uh. <laughs> Ian, would you show this to your sons? Considering right now there were um, issues with nudity around us, I'm not sure. I think it um, caused some – well, I'm traumatized enough as it is, so – But let me ask you this, <laughs> though. Isn't because of some of the way that they react to nudity all the more important to show them this and show them that it's natural? Yeah, true. I would show it to your boys because what are you going to do to me? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I would show it to my son, but it wouldn't really make much difference to him. Right? I, yeah, it, he'd, it'd make him as angry as anything on the computer does. <laughs> right, because you know he has feathers and doesn't. He does have know, feathers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To your point, Terry, I, I don't think that we're over glamorizing these women here and over glamorizing overweightness. I don't think that's what's happening here, and I'm not bothered by this. No, I think I it's think fabulous. I think in order for this to be over glamorized, it would have to be mainstream. Even I, I think what it what this is is this is just simply women who are comfortable enough with themselves who would, that they're willing to sit for these photos. I think there needs to be a push that the we take the average. Well, no, I, I'm going to take that back. That we take a that we look at a variety of women, right? And those are the and, and we and we take a subset of those people and we use them as our models instead of a whole bunch of skinny ass women. Sure. Um, well, and, there's only one woman on here who um, I think closely is similar to how I look, um, and she's gorgeous. And but I would not personally be comfortable posing naked. So well, that's okay. I mean, good on yeah. good on all these women for putting it out there. That's so cool that they could do that. And I'm not saying that we don't need to have models that are, are, you know, what we see as models now because that is a legitimate body type. There are some women that are still that skinny and then they turn 25. Yeah. Or they have and kids. And there are, they there have are also 12-year-old boys that are that skinny. Sure. And why aren't they And they, they can wear, fit into these dresses. They, and they, they probably should be wearing them. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so our listeners should definitely go check this out yeah, just, this for the, just to get exposed to different beautiful women just to, for diversity. It's glorious. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Let's put our clothes back on, people. Uh, I'm going to leave mine off because okay. I'm going right. to continue with the next segment, which is uh, you guys were mocking. <laughs> it's the metaphorical <laughs> masturbation. Yes. <laughs> moment, I so. was mocking. <laughs> um, listeners can skip ahead about a minute if you don't want to hear this. But I'm going to talk about bikes in the masturbation segment because I love bikes. Um, so I got a new bike from my fantastic local bike shop. And I wrote a review, which we linked in the show notes, and I'll get to the review in just a second. Um, I keep writing about cycling, and I always feel like I fail to adequately describe what it's like for me. And again, this, like I said earlier, this is just my experience. This isn't necessarily the experience of everyone. Um, It's not actually specifically intense sexual pleasure, but sex provides a good analogy. And so that's why I put this in the masturbation moment. Writing to me is like that point of perfect pitch in the lead up to orgasm. When your body feels amazing, the cadence is perfect, and time kind of seems to slow down. Um, it, that's just what it feels like most of the time. And it's, I feel joyful and grateful and relaxed, and it's rapturous and blissful. And it's in those lovely, it's like those lovely moments prior to the tipping point 
into urgency and climax that, you know, that I, I get bike riding. It's very similar. So on my bike, I can linger there for maybe an hour or two, depending on the ride, just go, 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 go at that just lovely, you know, blissful, floaty, wonderful place. And so the new bike, the new bike helps me get there faster and maintain that feeling a little bit longer before I start to get fatigued. Hmm. So, and I can yammer on about how awesome the new bike is, or we could move on. Okay. I still, I think I've got, I'm still calling bullshit. Yeah. I, <laughs> I got a little, I got a little, my heart rate got up just a little bit remembering those moments. Um, but before we move on though, the other masturbation moment is like this external validation that I so desperately need. And I just want to mention that with the new bike, I could keep up with these bike racers that I haven't been able to keep up with before for more than just a few minutes. So I stayed with them the whole ride without dropping off. And uh, now two different racing clubs have invited me to ride with them. Oh, that's great. It's so exciting. Cool. Yeah, super exciting. I don't know for sure if I'm going to do it or whatever, but just such a thrill to be invited to do that. Well, I, I'm more than happy to validate you. Well, thank you. Just not through masturbation. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> ah, All right. Are you guys ready for this next place? I don't know. Okay. I'm going to play You're this. You're bringing me down, man. I just got done <laughs> so, I'm sorry. Yeah. No. I, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to play this for you. And uh, try not to facepalm till the end. Okay, you ready? I can't promise that. Okay, here it goes. They're saying every child has a right to homosexual indoctrination. Are you kidding me? Every child has a right to be recruited into perversion? (laughs) Excuse me. Uh, I mean, this is making me choke up inside, right? Uh, Here's another quote from a different school board. Ensuring that no child is denied the right to access to homosexual education. You're painting this as a child's rights. Every child has a right to homosexual education. Are you kidding? Because of the personal beliefs of a professional, a fellow pupil, or the parents of another pupil. So in other words, every child has a right to be raped, at least in their mind, by somebody who's going to pervert pervert them and recruit them into sexual immorality. This is how the liberals think. Is it legitimate rape, though? Don't those kids' brains have ways of shutting that shit down? <laughs> it's legitimate rape. It's all good, right? Right. But it can't hurt them because, you know, if it's if it's legitimate, they, they won't get that information. So what does gay education look like exactly? Like, is that um, you can only multiply pr- prime numbers or you can't divide by decimals? Or it looks, what is like, that? it looks like regular education. It's just better dressed and better groomed. <laughs> nice. Classrooms are nicely decorated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mac, talk about the inflammatory language. Uh, I was just I was just talking about the fact that he's got his lam- his language that he uses in the thing is guaranteed to either inflame somebody who's with him or inflame somebody who's against him. So he's essentially He's going for a twofer on this. He's either going to piss off somebody who's against him or he's going to make somebody who's with him that much more with him because they're going to be echoing his sentiments. And Right, but here's the thing is that he – I mean he is making this stuff for the people who watch his show, which is his base. These are, these are the people who already – I mean for the most part, the people that are already watching this already agree with what he has to say. Um, he's on YouTube. Well, he was on so, YouTube. It's for everybody. Well, sure, you can go and watch it, but that doesn't mean that you're his target audience. I may not be his target audience, but if he's on YouTube, it's for everybody. So, why does he want to piss off people who are liberal? 
because if he pisses them off, then they're going to react strongly and make his point for him even more intense. No, once again, he's he is rallying his base because Clinton right. Schmidt is running for but, for he's running for um, House District 15 in Colorado. He's that and that is that um, that Colorado Springs area. So he is he is attacking liberals directly because remember he's trying to get elected and he needs to get his base to elect him. Okay. And that's part but of what's me, going on here. Let me make my point. Okay. Okay, when you heard this thing, what did you want to do? You you wanted to face palm. You wanted to call the guy an idiot. You wanted to call the guy an asshole, right? Well, then I wanted to use it in my show so I could do that all while recording. All in public. Right. Yeah, on public. Okay. I wanted to publicly so call him an asshole. So in other you just fell right into what he wants, which perhaps, is perhaps. you did something that you did something that his liberal listeners are going to say, well, see, they just don't understand us and form even more of an opinion about liberals. Or his, not his liberal listeners, but his conservative. conservative listeners. You know what I meant. So what um what exactly is he objecting to? What's a what what happened that triggered this? Okay, so well I, I okay I found this. So there's two things going on here that um and uh, there are different issues. But when I um I got um something from uh the the Democratic Party, of course, and that's how I linked to this particular piece of audio, uh, and they call him AKA Doctor Demon Guy, <laughs> and uh. There's a so there's two things going on here. So this he's he's reacting to these school boards that are are advocating, including, um, it, basically acknowledging that there are gay people out there and that they have families and that there is a gay lifestyle. And so they're making sure that and and if you read the article that I'm um, that I was reading uh, from the Blaze, specifically this is anti-bullying stuff. So it's not just sex education, which may be a portion of it but and it is in what they're trying to do is they're trying to prevent bullying by saying listen some people have two mommies some people have two daddies some people have a mommy and daddy and they're trying to normalize these different family models so that people aren't being picked on and bullied um, so they're not teaching fifth graders safe practice for anal sex. No, they're, they're saying, not hey, doing don't that. Be mean to other people. They're not even. It's not indoctrination at all. He's using that language once again to, to Max's point to to get people angry, and and I'm sure that you know we we get angry at him, and he but he gets his base angry at liberals. Right, and liberals right. get angry at him and gets his base even angrier at liberals. Well, okay, so there's there's a it's there's a circular. But thing it's one of the things we've seen before, though, is the same. That they actually kind of promote bullying. They want yeah. The, the they do promote people bullying. that don't feel like they belong. That that you know they, they want people that aren't what they consider proper to feel bullied. You know, yes, it, they it, do. It, it's shame. It's the slut shaming stuff. As you know, right. same kind of mentality. But yeah, it's their whole mo. Yeah. yeah. So the idea that because we tell children that there are that there are gay couples out there, we're we're mind raping them. Yeah, <laughs> because we're informing them of reality. Right. By, That's yeah. just but, it. Yeah. Preparing them for the external world where they will see two men holding hands or two women holding hands or whatever. You right. Know? But they're all, but the main goal of this in this article is to prevent kids at school from bullying each other. It's anti bullying stuff. Yeah. Bully proofing. Yep. So, so this is this is what they call mind rape now, huh? Yes. This is what they call mind rape. Now. I remember time was when you actually had to put an effort into it. <laughs> well, those, those times are gone. Now things have changed. Right. So, but one of the things that Klingenschmidt did. Here recently was um, uh, he's claiming persecution of Christians by Jared Polis. 
Oh, yes. they're so persecuted. I know, exactly. But because so, Jared Polis has put into legislation – where is that information? Let's see. But here's what here, – well, here's what Klingenschmidt had to say. Um, and he this sent this was sent out in in a he has a um, kind of an email list that he sends this information out to and he says open persecution of Christians is underway. Uh, the democratic democratic Democrats like Congressman Jared Polis want to bankrupt Christians who refuse to worship and endorse his sodomy. Next, he'll join ISIS in beheading Christians. Oh my God. But not just in Syria, right here in America. Does Klingenschmidt know what ISIS is? Uh, uh, well, I think so. Wow. Yes. It's like he just looked at every inflammatory news article and just decided he was going to stick whatever words in there he thought were going to be effective. You just hear, like, he just loses his mind. Blackity blarg, ISIS, blackity blarg, gays. Black, like, he just, like, it doesn't matter what else he says if he says those, those Q words that get everyone freaked out. So here's what he's pissed that Jared well, Paul is for. What he's trying to do is he's trying to, uh, he's trying to increase the current paradigm. And, uh, no, my buzzwords don't work. Apparently not. <laughs> let, me, let me bring this back to what he's mad at Paul is for. So he said this to Polis in regard to legislation that Polis has put into Congress um, that mirrors existing Colorado law. So this is – we already have it. So um, it uh, – let's see. So it says Klingenschmidt's pending the mass massive and rejection of a bill Polis introduced into the U.S. House of Representatives in which – the existing Colorado law, including gender identification and sexual orientation in employment non-discrimination protection as an issue of basic fairness that is supported by an overwhelming majority of Coloradans. Uh -huh. So this is what – so it, it's, it's about an employment law, a non-discrimination employment law is why he why he's calling Jared Polis a sodomist and wants <laughs> – saying that he wants to behead Christians just like ISIS. Basic human rights equals yes. ISIS. It, uh, <laughs> in his view, yeah. So he had the audacity to come out and say, well, the Democrats just couldn't take the joke. It was a joke. Oh, he was kidding. He was kidding. Oh. It was, it was, wait, here, I'm going to, I'm going to play this. Here it comes. You know, this weekend I sent out an email alert to my constituents and in that I used hyperbole. You know what hyperbole is? It's a literary device where you exaggerate to make a point. Well, apparently some Democrats do not have a sense of humor, and they were offended by some of the things I said using hyperbole this weekend. So I want to issue a personal apology to you, Congressman Jared Polis. Even though yeah, so there he goes. Uh, uh, rape. Uh oh, joke about rape is hyperbole. Is right. What he said. And ISIS. And ISIS. Yeah, that was hyperbole. Okay. And here, there's a. Um, I mean, he goes on, but he says. Klingschmidt then said that even though Jared Polis is an openly gay Democrat passing policy to persecute some business owners, I would never compare you to the ISIS rebels who beheaded Christian Christians, right? Of course, you would never go in for something like that. ISIS would never behead a homosexual. Well, <laughs> exactly, exactly, right? Of, of course they would. <laughs> so – what day was this uh, this statement made? Where he when did he make the he apology? Retracted his initial statement on the twenty sixth. 
Okay, so this is this is what I picture the morning of the twenty sixth at at uh, Klingenschmidt's house. He opens his word of day calendar. The word of the day is hyperbole. He's like, ooh, I can use that. Ooh, I thought it was sodomite. I thought that was his word of the day. No, that was the day. <laughs> that was the one from the day before. Oh, sorry, I got the timing wrong. He's got an interesting word word of day calendar. You know what uh, cracks me up too is anytime these guys talk about being anti-gay, it's always anti-gay men, right? Because right. it's always and ever about sodomy. Because that's the only thing that gay men ever do with each other is <laughs> anal sex, right? Well, it's that's interesting. What they're completely right. it's obsessed like, with. Well, because the flip side of that is women aren't sexual creatures and don't have a sex drive, and so we're not worried about lesbians because they're not having sex, and they can't sodomize each other, and they for, can't sodomize. Well. Yeah, no not without they, toys. Uh, ever do that yeah <laughs> i thought sodomy had something to do with looking backwards and turning into a pillar of salt i heard is that something the wrong about reference no i heard something about the definition is all wrong the way we use it in pop culture today is not at all what it meant it meant somebody from the town of sodom it didn't have yeah. anything to do with right i think but the reason that they go back to, to that is because it was because of all the gays right that men. that that, yeah. that he had to destroy that town the gay men. Right. So that's where – so we connect it back to the people of Sodom as, you know, butt sex. And nobody so ever only... talks about Gomorrah me. Gomorrah It's an awkward list. word, but I think we could I think we could use it. Gomorrah might. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Right. Well, can you imagine? So the people, you know, in Sodom were around sodomizing each other and, and you know, in Gomorrah, what were they doing wrong? They just they happened Gamora to be in the line of fire. <laughs> And we can't call people from Gomorrah Gomorians because George Lucas will sue them. <laughs> mm. Or at the very least, a stern cease and desist. Hey, do you think the Sumerians are um, offended when people say, hey, look, there's a good Samaritan? <laughs> well, Sumerians and Samaritans, I believe, were two different people. Oh, really? There's only two of them? Yeah. And Sumerians and Sumerians were two different people also. <laughs> One was a fictional creation of Robert Howard. The other one was uh, people from the Sumer Valley. All right. Back to the bigot. Yes. He's not hard to find. Anyway, so he – so he, and then he, what he does from here is go on to do the ice bucket challenge and challenge the challenge him. But here's the thing is that he's, he's donating money to a charity, but it's to, to some Catholic charity, not the it's, ALS charity. Not ALS. <laughs> and, but he challenges them to give it to the ALS charity. Um, Pasher is donating charity for for neurodegenerative disease. Okay, fine, whatever. He he's right. giving money to a cha- to some charity. I don't care. Some Catholic charity because he can't yeah. possibly. Give I'm money pretty to sure it. it seemed to me that, that the name of it was a Catholic charity. I guess I don't know that for sure. I'd have to go look that up. But yeah, so he challenges Jared Polis at the end. So he tries to be real friendly about it in the end. Yuck, yuck, yuck. We're <laughs> all this, buddies now. Oh my god, this guy. Yeah. And here's the thing: is that he, the the district that he's running in. This is not the first crazy they've elected, and probably I mean, he might not even be the most crazy from that district that they've elected. They had one guy who who voted for a bill one time, and it was an uh, I think it was a, a rape bill, and then he he went home and he came back the next day and retracted his vote for that bill because he because God talked to him on the way home. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, so that that district fifteen is is ripe for crazies and. That you know, I, I I don't know how the how you get away from it. I don't think that he can, he's beatable in that district. Is it just because of the population? Yeah, it's Colorado, Colorado Springs. Springs. And, yeah, yeah, it's the Springs. No, if it got more up into that Pueblo area, he might not have a chance. 
but that's not the district. Right. So. <sighs> yeah. He's an Good embarrassment. Guy. Let me just apologize on behalf of all of Colorado for this guy. Are you going to do the ice bucket challenge after you apologize? Uh, no, actually, I might just write a check. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> all right. So, atheists are getting death threats from those good Christians. Uh, okay. So, um, well, yeah, let me gather my thoughts. <clears throat> yeah, that could take some time. Uh, yeah. I'm sure most <laughs> of you are aware that they, um, at the site of the 9-11 Museum, at, you know, the site of the World Trade Centers, they, or they built a museum dedicated to... I'm not quite, I always found the idea a bit weird that a museum to one event, but there's a museum to remember 9-11, I guess. And in the wreckage of the buildings, they found a cross. And, of course, um, you look at the pictures of it, and it's just two girders. You want me and to talk about what it is? Yeah. You know, the, these were these girders were pre-assembled and you know and they might have been welded on site, but so, the, the, so this is like I beam girder type exactly things, right? exactly yeah. and so the yeah. fact that they found one that that kind of looks like a cross is extremely likely. Well, they found many many exactly the they, yeah they found a, you know many of them. I would well, let's think about how many of those intersections of steel structural framing had to be in a building of that size, right? Exactly. So had they not found any, it would have been more surprising that the fact than the fact that they that they found this representation of a cross because it's it's a good structural design right paired only like, anyone exactly <laughs> you were like your jesus on the toast and other things like that um people decided to put a religious connotation to it and some people found comfort in that and okay fine but then they wanted to put um one of these crosses in the ground zero museum and I myself am not sure how I feel about that one way or the other, but there was a group group of atheists that decided that's not quite right because the museum itself is a um state. It's specifically in it's it's you know, if they if they oh, want to put mm-hmm. a symbol of Roman Roman physical torture in a museum, <laughs> I I'd say go for it. This is the American atheists. They they they're the ones who filed suit, the American atheists. At the 9-11 Museum, a museum sponsored by the state of New York, they're wanting to put one of these crosses up. Um, this is apparently a cross that had a lot of people praying to and stuff and finding comfort in. So wait, just to reiterate, this is not like a special hand-welded sculptural thing. This is like a piece steel, of junk that, yeah. steel it's girder it. fragments that they That would have otherwise been yep. recycled. All right, okay. <laughs> so so here's, um, here's the thing. Is it... Is not government speech. It's a museum. Right. So it gets a bit tricky as to exactly where this falls, and I can understand that and appreciate that. But a group of atheists did decide to protest it. The courts have so far said no, that they've um, found whatever excuses, and that's fine. But here's the and- thing. I think that their excuses might be legitimate because one of the things that they're saying is that people found solace – in this, you know, and they and, right. they and they and they found some sort of you know comfort in it, and we're talking about a museum here. We're not talking about a court, the court steps. And this is an artifact, and of it's an the artifact, right? Original structure, yeah. It's, almost, it's, all also, it's culturally, culturally significant because 
people did take solace in it. Yes, right, absolutely. So all in all, it's not necessarily some. Like I said, I, I have mixed feelings on it. Um, all in all, I I have no problem with it being there in the end. I don't either, and I think that this was a stupid suit for the American atheists, and I'm yeah. disappointed in that organization for doing this. I really disagree with them. But actually. believe it or not. We're not here to talk about that initial event. We're no. We're here to talk about the aftermath. Of there we go. So. Something we can really get angry about. Lawsuit, everything else. And <clears throat> Fox News, of course, does their great job of covering it as they always do. Yay, Fox. Um, In the aftermath of Fox News covering, they have over 8,000 death threats against atheists. Well, I will tell you what. The death threat from Mike Holoshek. He knows how to use that cross correctly. I think that was one of my favorites. What did That's he say? I'm thinking of. He said, nail them to that cross, then display it. Nice. Oh, no. Okay, this is a different Mike. Michael Perry is the one that I really love because it shows you know, just such a great example of the mentality. Um, Michael Perry's comment is, these people are effing scum of the earth. Can we start killing them now? Few groups are filled with more hatred than atheists. But by not sounding um, angry and filled with hatred, it would probably help make his point better. No, no. If he had said, as a hypocrite, these <laughs> right? atheists are so angry. You know, and the other thing I have a problem with is that it's a cross. Do you think that when Jesus comes back, isn't it the last thing he's going to want to see? <laughs> Wasn't that George Carlin bit? That was Bill Hicks. Bill actually. Hicks. Bill Hicks. Okay. Well, isn't it projection, though, a little bit, too? I Absolutely. Mean, yeah. But and also is... the point that – the obvious point that aren't a lot of these people pro-life and they're talking about killing atheists? Yeah. Like, right. But, but yeah. one of the ideas here is how hate-filled we are, and yet I I don't hear atheists going around saying we need to wipe out a whole group of people just because their religious beliefs don't No, we're, we're not advocating even genocide. The, even the atheists who objected to this cross – um, did not say we need to kill people who like the cross. No, they right? didn't. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, it, it it is it is hypocrisy. You know, the the other thing is is that they're supposed to be Christians, right? Yeah. Then forgive them. All right. Yeah, so many of these comments don't yeah. feel Christian at all. That's right. I mean, it's and later, as I was swinging from the tree. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this you, is. You know, the, the Chris Dunn one here, the Chris Dunn death threat, actually, he makes a point at the end of it. He gets to it in a fairly horrible fashion, but he does make a point. So his is actually What's his point? apparently thought through. What's his he point? He says, well, aside from the, says he, the fact that he says, I thinly we should hang the leader of that group, not rather than think. He says, I think we should hang the leader of that group on the cross with nails through their hands and feet, place a crown, a crown of thorns upon their head, ram a spear through their side after all after being whipped and beaten publicly, just so they can endure what Christ did, so they can sim- understand the sacrifice behind what that cross symbolizes. And perhaps every Christian would, would benefit from the same uh, treatment. Yes, I, I don't disagree with that. <sighs> yeah, it's pretty scary, like how worked up they get and how – like it's – it's not always safe to be an atheist, like honestly. Sure. You know, there, but it is a huge – It's safe to be an agnostic though, unless maybe it isn't. <laughs> Until it's not. <laughs> that was awful. No, but it is it, it is complete hypocrisy where they have a book that says turn the other cheek and, you know, and, and, and advocates <laughs> being passive 
It's right? not hypocrisy because didn't God order genocides and well, rapes? But, and, you know, that's, well, it's very uh, Old see, Testament. It depends, on, it depends on what edition of the Bible you're looking at. <laughs> that is I, true. I think that clearly they're reading the cherry pickers edition. Well, or no. the Old Testament, which is full of killing people. They're, they're absolutely correct in that. You know, they're not talking about killing their own tribe. It's other tribes, right? Yeah, it's 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 like the uh, it's like the Princess Bride. You, the the grandfather read the good bits version. Well, this is the cherry pickers edition of the Bible. Exactly. It has all the good bits in it, and none of the uh, none of the inconvenient stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it has the the kill the witch part from Le- Leviticus, but it doesn't have anything about uh, about. <laughs> Selling your daughter into slavery, or stoning your stoning your coworkers because they work on Sunday, or polyblend fabrics. Yeah, you know what? I got to say though, stoning your coworkers in Colorado means something completely different now. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so maybe that's a good thing. Maybe, <laughs> maybe yeah, exactly. Hey, we're taking it back. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a funny comic. This is uh, tangentially related. Uh, so it was like how to protest, and so there was some guy saying it's. It's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. That's what his sign said. So this woman walks up with a sign that says, it's Lot and his daughters, not Lot and his sons. (laughs) That was awesome. That's that's awesome. That is so good. (laughs) Atheists that are, uh, you know, such a small group of people in our country, but so well organized, and they get on TV all the time on Fox and CNN, and they rant and they rave, and I pretty much base the character off of these guys that I see just – you know, angry, filled with just hatred and anger. And, you know, on one hand, I feel sorry for him, but on the other hand, I kind of laugh at it. I'm going, why, why would anybody spend so much time ranting and raving about something that they don't believe in? Well, we might as well hit Kevin Sorbo while we're at yeah. it. And, and so when I mean hit him, I mean with a big stick. You know, I, I think some I he's not aging well. Don't hit him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going on the topic of angry atheists... Apparently, earlier this year, Kevin Sorbo starred in a movie called God is Not Dead. Where yeah, he got I've, seen to, that. I've seen that showing up in the stores. He got to play an angry atheist in it. Um, I, I watched the trailer for it, and basically his character is a, um, from the conservative point of view, a stereotypical um, college teacher who is going to force all yes professor college professor who's going to force all his students to think his way his extremely liberal ungodly ways and so the first day of class he tells all his kids that god is dead and that by the end of the semester they will all know that and of course the one brave christian student who was not about to let his um beliefs be um, destroyed by this horrible horrible professor Stands up to him, and obviously the plot is, by the end, he admits he's an angry-filled atheist, and that he hates God because I think, my understanding is, um, when he was young, his mother died, and he blamed God for it. And, you know, basically a very conservative stereotype of what liberals and atheists are like. Ian, I think you're using the wrong term. I think it's straw man, not straw man. <laughs> You know, but here's the thing, is that we're, we're talking about a guy who's talking about his opinion of atheisms that he just did a movie about God that was a straight to DVD movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was, was no. Was it past- that hard to find an atheist to play an atheist in this? Well, movie? you know, probably here's, in this case. But here's yeah, the thing: is that what are the things let that me, he said? Let me, is let me throw this out here. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it the same way as I took the whole Klingenschmidt thing. Uh, this is Kevin Sorbo, basically 
saying shit to become relevant again. I, I, I maybe, but I just think that he, I just think he doesn't have a clue. And I think that what he did is he went and he found a bunch of angry atheist stuff to base his character off of, and he went with that. Okay. And, and there is enough of it out there. Let's face read it. Down to the, <laughs> read down to the bottom, though, about where he was forced to apologize for a Facebook post in which he characterized African-American poster, protesters in Ferguson as losers and animals who blame the man and everybody else for their failure. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> yeah. It's, this, is, this is somebody who's either – you know, well, this, this could be this could be somebody having substance abuse problems, a la Mel Gibson, or this could be this could be somebody who's saying shit to become relevant. Well, well his he's next because he's next movie, against and African Americans. The next movie he's working on is about Kim Trails. <laughs> so, yeah, and seriously. he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing: is that I can let the atheism thing go, right? Because he's just ignorant. But the fact, but the stuff about the blacks, man, that just put that. I mean, that puts it over the top. It's like, okay, well, yeah. maybe, maybe he's maybe the stuff about atheist isn't so uninformed. Maybe he is just being an asshole. So, have you guys been to college? Has have any of you taken any college classes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, did you ever have a professor who like forced their political agenda or their like? Oh God, yes, absolutely. I had a I had a teacher in college who who wanted to teach his students that that they should think, <laughs> and that was his agenda. Yeah, so my was, most of was, mine. That was there some were, sick shit there. There were a few, you know. Uh, well, I went to University of Wyoming, so there's like a huge conservative base up there. But yeah, pretty much everybody was like pretty good about creating the boundaries between like personal beliefs and actual fact. And, well, wait, you went to the University of Wyoming. My degrees from the University of Wyoming. How many how many people are in that school that actually came from Wyoming? You know, uh, it's the student population hovers around ten thousand. I I don't know. What do you think? I don't know how many. I know because are. my understanding of the way I figure it is that the population of Wyoming is probably like ten thousand. Right. It's <laughs> it's uh, what is it? It's under three hundred thousand though. Seriously, it's very <laughs> rural. But um, they have really good incentives for Wyoming kids to go to college there. They have like all these in-state scholarships, and then I think they have good agreements with neighbors. Okay, states. now you're really blowing my mind here because th- because they are a conservative state and they're paying to educate kids. I know. Yeah, there's a ho- there's a scholarship called the Hawthorne Scholarship for high schoolers, and it's like two thousand bucks towards your first year, and then I think you can renew it after that if you keep your grades up. I, I, which I, at UW covers quite a bit here. I thought just, that you know, let's just finish up the Kevin Sorbo thing <laughs> by 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 throwing out a a stern warning to Kevin Sorbo not to be a passenger in Mel Gibson's car. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, the article itself is about an interview he did regarding the movie and talking about. Um, the hate, how angry atheists are, and he actually um, claims that atheists believe in God, otherwise they wouldn't get so angry about it, and they don't like the fact that there's a higher power out there that is judging how they live their lives. Right. Well, one of the things that he said is, I don't understand why these atheists are so get so mad about something that they don't even believe in. It's like, whoa, wait a second. You don't get that? You don't get that, that we're upset about something that is dominating our society? That's total bullshit? Mm. You don't now, get he, how that he, might piss us off? Right. He tried to compare it to the tooth furry, but his follow-up <laughs> is, I don't spend all my time stopping people from believing the tooth furry. Well, nobody's trying to teach the tooth fairy in science classes. Yeah, right. The tooth fairy doesn't piss me off. Nobody's but, voting tooth fairy. Also, I don't care if they believe in God. Tooth fairy they, pisses me off. Tooth fairy tends to underpay. <laughs> yeah, not at my house. Really? But, yeah, tooth fairy is pretty generous at my house. I tell you, the tooth fairy around here has, 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 is over it. 
But I, I don't care if they believe in God or not. They can believe in him all they want. Just don't force their beliefs on me. That's right. And that's the problem. Angry. And that's what Kevin Sorbo doesn't get, right? Yeah. This is where I think that he's just ignorant of, of what's really going on. And, well, I think most most believers are self-ignorant about that. They don't want sure. to hear the fact that, no, I don't care if you believe in God. Have your faith. That's great. Just don't try and push it on me. Don't make me have to um, see it everywhere I go as if our society is saying that you have to follow my faith or you're not going to be accepted. That's what drives um, the atheist crazy. It has nothing at all to do with a personal belief in God. Right. Is it is it possible that Kevin Sorbo is going to hell for having promoted Greek myths? <laughs> I'm just asking. Ooh, I'm asking. Well, it's, did, it's a fair question. Technically, he did claim to be a god doing that. So, you know, that's blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's just for entertainment purposes, huh? Well, it depends on how you decide to define the Bible. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he's probably going to head for hell to hell, but not for that. No, if anything, it'd be for Andromeda. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> I'm surprised he wasn't in Prometheus. <laughs> You know the iPhone. Um, have you guys watched the, the watched the video for the iPhone hack? I did. Okay, it's it's pretty simple. But go ahead yeah. and let's do the Star Wars joke, and then we'll see where we're at. <clears throat> Sorry, <laughs> I had muted for your segment. Um, yeah, so my ten year old uh, told me a Star Wars joke, and I don't know if he thought of this himself or if something inspired him, but uh, it goes like this. Uh, so there's a stormtrooper, and he's eating a banana split, but he's having trouble because of his gloves and his eating with his hands, but he's got the gloves on and his helmet, and there's bananas split flying everywhere. Darth Vader walks by and gets all irritated and says, hey, use the fork. And the stormtrooper's like, but sir, I don't know how to use the force. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So how does, this, how does this relate to your Bigfoot story? Oh, sorry. I thought we were doing my 10-year-old joke. I don't know. We are. I, I don't know. Do we, uh, what, are, what are we doing here? You're like, delete, delete. <laughs> Let's <laughs> oh, Okay, so those are two separate things. Yes. The joke was in the culture and cognition section. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, let me talk about uh, – okay, we'll, we'll, we'll save the iPhone scan. Let's do Bigfoot. Okay, so – uh, once more, we have one of those great articles. Man claims to have captured clear photo of Bigfoot. Um, there's a video to go with it. Weirdly enough, the video is mostly the story about how the events went that he caught this supposedly clear photo of Bigfoot. These pictures are 25 years old, which is quite interesting. Um, and they were on a camping trip, and they think they shot something that screamed and had ghostly eyes. Then the next day, while going down the river... They caught a picture of it. Um, this one to me is one of the most easiest ones to pull apart because you look at the two pictures, whatever that is does not move, and they've clearly moved downstream. There's no shifting whatsoever of the form. It is in the exact same position. You don't think that they just ran the enhance really algorithm? Good, that is a very good, really good catch, Ian. I, I was sitting here trying to figure out why he waited 25 years to, to bring this out. And I, the only thing I, I can figure is he was waiting for the statute of limitations to run out. I, I think Photoshop. it's explained in the video. I'd like to have the original, uh, the original photos because I'll bet there's metadata. I'll bet they're not that old. But I, like I said, I look at the two pictures and the black form is I, pretty much in the identical position in both of them. And if even a few minutes have passed, a creature is going to shift a little, especially when that size. 
I mean, yeah. you, think of you, you know, a, a person themselves freezing in, you know, in spot. You shift, you know, even the white spots that I'm not not sure what they are are in the exact same place. It's just a little blur in the second one. That's the Wookiee's belt. <laughs> the Wookiee belt. That's, yeah. But to me, it looks like a blemish on the tree, you know, a darker branch or something. Yeah, I was going to say maybe the, the tree looks like maybe it has fallen and that might be a section that's kind of rotted away right there. Yeah. I like the idea that it's actually still images of of a of a something that they put out over there, because who knows? <laughs> well, I, I just... think they were waiting on the statute of limitations to run out in case they actually shot a guy. <laughs> well, the claim is they shot something the um night before and it let out a howl and yet ran away, and the next day there's not some bloody animal attacking them, or you know, apparently the the big feet. Pretty much run away when they're attacked. Is what well, most like. animals do actually. That I think that's pretty yeah, common. That's legit. What yeah, I don't understand legit. is why the dad handed the rifle to the son if he wanted the thing shot. <laughs> like, why doesn't the grown up handle this situation? Why does he just the grown up was probably drinking. drinking in there. They definitely I, say they were drinking. I, I'm going to take. I, I'm going to address the remark Ian just made though about apparently Bigfoots run away when they're shot. Ian, what do you do when you're shot? Uh, well, wait until I get shot and then we'll find out. But I don't think I'd, the, the idea of seeing around a campsite after you, um, shoot some creature in the middle of the night doesn't sound too appealing to me. And to be so, you know, so casual in the morning, hey, look, there's another one. Hey, like, you know what, oh. Ian? I, I heard, I, I'm um, just saying that I, I suspect that if you were shot, you would run off with a blood curdling scream. Well, but, in this gets so, you know, how big foot's supposed to react. Me there, too. there are bears that if you injure them, attack. You have to that's make, true. You don't just shoot a bear. You have to know what kind of bear yeah, it is. If true. you shoot it and you don't kill it, it's going to attack you. Well, you know, if, if you want to find out what you might do, I, I heard that Jamie <laughs> is looking for a new shooting partner. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think Gary, I'm that good at I, yeah. I have to take issue with what you just said. Okay. I don't think you would I don't think you would run away. I think you would probably bicycle away. I might bicycle away. It depends on where I was shot, though. <laughs> I would be but, scared to freaking. I might just hunker down and hide and hope the bad people go away. Make <laughs> the bad play bad dead stop. until they leave. <laughs> so the problem is we don't know enough about Bigfoot psychology to know whether or not they would. Well, you know, actually, yes, we do. I posted afterwards. articles that talk about Bigfoot psychology, and they apparently like blueberry bagels. <laughs> well, who doesn't? In the morning, the trio found a path that had been cleared through the woods as if a deer had run through it. What do you think? Did they find a damn blood trail? It doesn't no. say. Yeah, it doesn't say. But, you know, uh, they're in the woods, and it's possible there were deer there that made that path. I don't know. Deer in the woods? I know. Isn't that Ridiculous. crazy? What's the source on this thing? Where did you find this, Ian? Um, Opposing views. But um, like I said, there is a YouTube video that goes with it, which is mostly just a drawn-out writing of the story with the pictures at the beginning and end. I, I, I would I would be interested to see what the other Bigfoot forums are saying about this. That's the source I would want to find out. What are they saying? Because sometimes what you find in these Bigfoot forums is even they're like, this is stupid. <laughs> so I was at REI today in the book section, and they had a Sasquatch identification guide, which I thought was hilarious. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Okay, so – I, I I love this. This is actually parenting at its best. Eventually, my dad handed me the shotgun. He said, shoot the damn thing. I said, Daddy, I only see it when the fire flickers a certain way. He said, then just shoot where you think it is. Okay, so if you click on, there's a link on there. 
that says uh, the Bigfoot exists. If you click yep. on that, you you go to oh, a, crypto um, news. Crypto news. Nice. And that has the comments that go both ways, actually. Okay, cool. Uh, so you know, someone that's a street tree stump right off the bat. But there's also others that say um, that uh, I'm a believer and stuff like that. Although y'all wonder if they're trolls. Oh, but, the top comment is perfect. It's exactly what we just said. Plus, yeah. plus, it sounds like this gene pool is pretty shallow. <laughs> uh, what kind of dad tells his tells his son to shoot something at wildly at something unidentified? Well, the next comment is the kind of dad that appears to have been drinking. They say they were shooting beer cans. I can only assume they emptied the cans first. <laughs> <laughs> We've been camping and fishing and shooting beer cans. That's right. Stupid nice. rednecks violating the biggest rule of firearm safety. Uh, the reason I know is that there are no Bigfoots is no one has found a dead one. They have lived for thousands of years. A dead one have been, would have been discovered by now. There it is. Well, Bigfoot stole my grammar. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, man. Grandpa is going to be so lovely, lonely. <laughs> they just they just devolve. These comments devolve. <laughs> so it, it, sounds like it says general... the pics were taken on 628.14. Oh, well, that's pretty recent. <laughs> it, the thing ran off when he was a boy. How the hell could they snap pics? Maybe they only developed them on 628.14. Oh, that's true. Because yeah, the claim it happened 25 years ago. Right. So. Which means it's 35 millimeters. Let's see the negatives. <laughs> wow. It's one of those things, try, uh, to me at least, sounding like people just trying to get attention. You know, what you do see quite often with um, things like this. Uh, I, you wonder how many of them really believe it or just are trying to, hey, look. This, well, there's got to really be some trolls on here. This one, stop looking for me. I'm not lost. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm talking about the people that post the pictures themselves. Oh, well, yeah. You know, looking at, we've seen ghost pictures that to me feel the same way. Someone just saying, hey, look, give me some attention. This is a ghost, right? Right, please? Tell me it's a ghost. And yeah. This feels a little bit to me that way. You know, they want attention. Hey, look, this. You know, we're going to say it's Bigfoot because, you know, we want it to be something more than it is. <laughs> but a ding, 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 ding. Give me a body. Give me a body. Or even uh, a piece of a body would be. Sure. Yeah, something more than dog or well, Actually, you can get a piece of a piece of a Bigfoot body on eBay. <laughs> These guys took a gorilla suit and stuffed it with rotting meat. That was a frozen one <laughs> that someone it. had. I remember that, yeah. And sold it. Somebody bought it. To a it. Bigfoot hunter. Nice. nice. That's funny. A professional Bigfoot hunter. Wow. <laughs> I, I love that. A professional Bigfoot hunter. Those Those are some really terrible hunters. They've never brought back a specimen. Yeah, you know what? There's so let's think about. They're the not comments. hunting. They're not hunting spacemen. They're hunting bigfoots. They're poor shots. They're all poor shots, right? Because a lot of these dudes shoot at it. Nobody's ever. <laughs> Nobody's ever killed one. Killed one. Well, you know, because that burrow that they go through those wormholes, they just kind of disappear on you. Uh, I love these uh, these like hard bitten outdoors sportsmen who can't shoot, can't hit what they shoot at. That's awesome. <laughs> 
Oh, that's funny. So do we want to do the pin number thing? Do you want to do that real quick? I can cover this real quick because this sure. is a yeah. So this is part of our scam stuff. Um, what this guy did is he bought um, an IR cover for his iPhone, so it takes infrared photos. And then what he did is he showed um, everybody how um, how easy it was to get somebody's pin number. So he actually does this. He gets somebody's pin number after they use, and it kind of looks like they, like they set it up. But he showed how it worked and, and how easy it was. So if you if you're in the store and you, and you use your ATM card to buy groceries, you have to put in your pin number for the for the ATM. The person who comes up next to you can take that IR camera and take a picture of it. So and, your heat on the buttons is that right? Yes. Is that yeah. what's happening? Yep. Okay. And if it's done within like the first thirty seconds to a minute you know 30 seconds to a minute you can actually tell what order they were pressed in because you can tell by by the heat dissipation so the first one's going to be cooler. Well, i think you said it was like 90 percent. okay no what they what well that's from an earlier study that there was an earlier there was somebody who actually showed um did a proof of concept of this years ago but of course the ir camera was much bigger right. and so that's- and so in their testing they found that they could tell the order of uh, of the pin uh, 80% of the time that within the first minute after yeah. that, they could, they had a 50, 50 shot. So they still had the numbers. Uh, so, but this, this was good because what the, what this shows is there's an, there's an extremely easy way to fool this. And that's just touch everything. Yeah, right. Just, well, basically just rest your hand on it and let the heat from your hand hit all the buttons. Right. So you heat all the buttons up so that they can't tell which ones you hit. Um, they're, they're like, but I see a lot of ATMs now have metallic buttons and metallic buttons just reflect the IR like a mirror. So it doesn't work on those either. Um, but if they are plastic or rubber buttons, that's when you're susceptible to this. But I got to say, if you have a choice, never use your ATM to buy anything. It's really not a good idea. You do not get the same protections that you do from a credit card. And I realize that everybody may not be in that same situation, but I think that you're either, um, that you're probably, you know, you're better off using a credit card if you can. If you can't, then you need to do some stuff to protect yourself when you're using your ATM, um, to purchase stuff like this. So you're saying instead of using your debit card, if you can run your debit card as a credit card, use it that way. Yeah, you get better protections. But even then, even your your like your your debit cards that are that are the use the credit card, mm-hmm. um, the the protections aren't as good as even a regular credit card. The fraud protections aren't. <laughs> but most of the time, they don't fight that. They give you the same fraud protections on the on the ATM. Most banks, um, there hasn't been huge issues with that, but yeah, you get better fraud protections when you use um, your your credit card versus an ATM because an ATM is basically paying cash at that point. It's like going to an ATM, getting cash, and buying your product. Where at the store, you're probably going to do okay, but there's some items where it's where it's better off sometimes to buy it using the credit card for those fraud protections. There, there might be other advantageous reasons to do that. Um, but the other problem is that if somebody gets your PIN number and, and, and they have your ATM card, there's really not, there's no recourse for you to, to recoup those funds after the, after they leave your, um, your account. Um, of course you have to verify that information with your bank. It may vary. Um, but for the most part, I, it's, you're better off using a credit card than an ATM card to purchase stuff. So during the target thing, what was it last year when, uh, Somebody hacked the target system. They got credit cards and PIN numbers. Right? Um, I think that – yeah, I think you're right if they were using them as ATMs. And so they can actually recreate those ATM cards now. The technology, they can take a blank card. 
they can they can put your information on there and then and then if they have your pin as well then they can enter your bank account fairly easily so that it's it is a problem so i i really am, am not um I, I i i don't like this idea of using your atm uh, for purchasing i think it's a bad idea but i also realize that for some people this has probably made things far easier on them the other problem that i have like with my bank is that I only get a certain amount of transactions, ATM transactions per month. So if you go over that, they, they charge you like a buck a piece. So is what you're talking about ATM transaction, is that what I was talking about, the same thing using your debit card? Um, no, or is they're this different. a different thing? No, okay, if you, sorry. If you, have, if you have a debit card that's an, also an ATM card, like it, does, it serves both pieces because a lot of these debit cards are also an ATM card. Okay. So when you use it at the store, you have your choice of using it as an ATM card or using it as a debit card. Now, these stores would rather you use it as an ATM card because there's no transaction fee for them. Well, what the choice I get is use it as debit or credit. Use it. So use it as as credit whenever you get the chance. Do not. Um, so debit credit is one thing. ATM is another. Okay, that was my confusion. Yeah, th- there is a difference between there. So, like when you go to the ATM and you put in your pin and you take cash out, that's an ATM transaction. Okay. So you can go to the store and you can use your card as an ATM card. Right, and get like change on your. You could get purchase. cash back, sure. You might be able to get cash back, but you can pay for the purchase that way. Okay. Um, but I, I think I, I, um, it makes me uncomfortable <laughs> when you when you use a, a card that way for purchases. I would make you uncomfortable all the time. Is that? Do you do that? I don't even. I rarely even carry cash. Oh, so I right, generally but, just use my debit card. But you and you put your pin in when you purchase stuff. Right. Yep. Me too. That's what I do. You do. But I, I protect myself by giving dirty looks to the people standing behind me and shielding the shielding the thing with my body. Well, But if they come up with an IR camera afterwards, it doesn't matter. They can find your pen. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, so this is good information for you if you're doing this um, because it's so easy. But they still got to get your card somehow, right? Right. I always just yeah. do it as a debit. I don't know why I thought that was better than running it as credit. But. Use it as credit I because – as a debit, it doesn't cost – there's a charge every time a credit card goes through to the store. So when you use it as a debit, you're actually just helping the store out. Right. That's all you're doing is helping the store, and you're eliminating those fraud protections for yourself. Oh, sweet. Right. So you don't want to do that. You really want – you don't want to put in that pin. Run it as credit. Let let the let the store pay those transaction fees. Believe me, the, 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 the overhead is already built into you that think product. Already... <laughs> oh, yeah. Believe me. Yeah. You're, you, the only person that, that it, you know, you're not, you're saving them money. You're, you're putting money in their pocket when you do that. Uh, I have been in places where they would give you a discount, though, for using it as an ATM transaction, but I, I still will not do it. I refuse. Yeah. Anything else, guys? I'd say that's another one in the can. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a wrap. Um, I'd like to remind everybody that this is the last day you can wear white shoes. That's right. right. Last day you can wear white shoes. Say goodnight, Ah. everybody. Goodnight, everybody. Goodnight. Night, night. Well, if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time. You're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. You could always roast us in a voicemail at 720-295-7785. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons share-alike, no-derivatives, 3.5 license. So, hand it to an unsuspecting friend, but please, just don't change the content. Intro music by Peter Kennel. 
Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.